exclusively on 106.7 FM and 11.50 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. And streaming online right now at foxsportsrapidcity.com. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show. Here's your host, Nate Brown. Friday, it's always a great day in the Black Hills, and it's a free-for-all Friday. It's not a FedEx Friday. We're here. We're ready. Let's get you ready for the weekend. What a weekend coming up. We have great basketball locally. Stevens Central, Rapid City Rivalry. We're going to go to that tonight over at Central. Got the girls tonight, 7 o'clock tip. Number four, Stevens against number five, Central. Good stuff tonight. Um, two top five ranked teams, and... Uh, the Central girls nine and one, I should say ten and one, and uh, the Stevens girls ten and one. A showdown tonight, seven o'clock. We've got it on Fox Sports Rapid City. Also tomorrow, the boys matchup, Stevens Central. They get going at two o'clock in the afternoon tomorrow. So we got you covered there. The Nate Brown Show ready to roll on a Friday. It's always a great day in the Black Hills, and we've got a great lineup. Some big timers today. Some heavy hitters. Former Pro Bowler for the Kansas City Chiefs, the Rookie of the Year back in the day. No tackle Bill Moss. He joins us live. Little preview from Kansas City tonight as the Chiefs get set to host the Bengals. We know that. So we got Bill Moss on tap. We're going to go down to Las Vegas and break down the numbers. You want some handicapping going on when it comes to making your bets at 10 Lucy Cadillac Jacks BetMGM this weekend? Matt Peralt is in. Props.com He's going to break down the matchups both NFC, AFC. Matt Peralt live from Las Vegas. Frank Schwab's going to check in as well, national NFL writer Yahoo Sports. He's in on a Friday, and we'll get a Rams perspective. We get we got the Chiefs side. I want to get the Rams side as well in the NFC. We'll go out to AM 570, Los Angeles. Covers the Rams. Kevin Figures live today from L.A. and down to Nebraska. An interesting story coming out with the Big Ten. Maybe some changes coming to Big Ten football. And it would really be all the way all the way through in the Big Ten, but it would mainly affect the football side. Jake Sorensen talking Huskers, 93-7 the ticket. And Lincoln will talk Big Ten. And a little bit of Husker hoops. I know I, I, I don't want to talk too much Husker hoops. It's not good. Not good right now with Mr. Hoiberg. We'll talk to Jake Sorensen. So a packed show on a Friday. It's sunny in the Black Hills. And the Nate Brown Show brought to you in part by Black Hills Urgent Care. If you start feeling ill... That's the place me and my family go. They get you back up to speed, do a great job, great service. Haynes Avenue location and Mountain View Road on the west side, Bacon Park. Remember, Black Hills Urgent Care, when you start feeling sick, they're committed to providing exceptional care for you and your family. If you want to avoid any weight, just check it online before you go. That's what I do on your phone, bhucare.com with the letter U, bhucare.com. Black Hills Urgent Care, the faster way to get better. All right, on the Friday, what are we going to do here on a Friday? What are we going to do? Okay, I've got a couple of things here, a couple of things to start with. I have to make my predictions right out of the gate. So I've got to make my official predictions for Rams 49ers, Chiefs Bengals, okay? And obviously, I'm, I'm going to stick with what I started before the year. And I, I keep saying this, that I picked the Chiefs and Rams before the season even started, before any games have been played. 
and I just got lucky. And if you don't believe me, we'll find this audio and we'll do it on Monday, okay? If it comes to fruition, Chiefs-Rams in the Super Bowl, we'll find that audio from all the way back in the beginning of September, either early September, late August, when we were up at Tin Lizzie Bet MGM as they got that thing going. So I said Chiefs-Rams will be the Super Bowl. That's who I uh, took a flyer on. We shall see if that's the way it's going to turn out. I'm going to make my official prediction here as we get going for NFC uh, for Championship Sunday. I do want to throw out the number. You tell me as well what you what you want to see. Uh, 720-1067 on a free-for-all Friday. 720-1067, the Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar Sports Line live um, into the studio and on the Barron's Wilson text line. Text the show directly. We've got it right here, 720-1067. If you can't call, you can text. And I ask you this. It's a question of the day. I really wanted to throw it out and see what Super Bowl matchup would be the best for you. Because that plays into it. I believe Rams-Chiefs would be the great matchup, would be a huge rated. I mean, the ratings have been off the charts in the playoffs anyway. But I do think uh, there are storylines along the way. Joe Burrow and and his fame in college and, and now off to great success with the Bengals. I think there's storylines, so that will always be the case for the Super Bowl. But I'm going to tell you, my number one matchup, I think the number one matchup for the NFL would be Chiefs-Rams. That's just the way it feels. The Rams, L.A., they're hosting that whole thing. That's that's a big thing. You got Odell. You got Aaron Donald. You got Von Miller. You got Matthew Stafford's never made it this far, right? Never had won a playoff game until this year. And then the Chiefs, it explains itself. So, Showtime Mahomes, the Chiefs are back again. Can they win another one? Are people going to see Patrick Mahomes kind of get this thing going, not only getting there, but actually winning multiple Super Bowls? That feels like the best Super Bowl matchup to me as we get ready for Championship Sunday. But I could be wrong, so I'll throw this out there. What matchup do you want to see? What matchup would be the best? Now, we have our 49er fans. We have our... I don't know, Bengals fans, anybody? Like, we have guys that check in on the show, and it's it's across the board. It's like Bears, Bengals, Buccaneers, Dolphins. I know a guy listening to the show right now, big Dolphins fan. I haven't come across too many uh, Cincinnati Bengals fans. It's been a long time since the Boomer Esiason days. So you tell me. Let's look at the early poll results. Let's pull it up here. What Super Bowl matchup would be the best? 720-1067. Get in there on the Nate Brown Show question of the day as we start. What Super Bowl matchup would be the best? 52%. That's a high number. 52% are with me. Rams-Chiefs. 52% 52% say Rams, Chiefs, most intriguing, most interesting, best matchup in the Super Bowl. 52%. 27% are going to go Rams, Bengals. That might be the Chiefs haters. They just don't want to see the Chiefs make it again. 18% 49ers, Bengals. Okay. <laughs> 49ers, Bengals. 3%, 3% 49ers, Chiefs. And by the way, it, it almost feels like that one right there might be the one. Now I'm gonna tell you, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Rams Chiefs as my picks, and I'll I'll break down the games here coming up. But 49ers Chiefs might be the one. And only three percent of people want to see that. 
I think that's actually a I think that's actually a pretty good one. That would be my second choice. I mean, second choice from interest, okay? I'm a Broncos fan. Do I want to see the Chiefs make it? I don't, but are the Chiefs interesting? Very. Is Mahomes really interesting to watch? Really interesting. I think the 49ers defense against the Chiefs would be the one that I'd like to see. But again, I guess this is kind of a rerun of what, just a few years ago, right? Was that just a couple of years ago now? Chiefs, 49ers, that rematch? Maybe that's why people don't want to see that one. Um, Thanks for calling. You're live as you get going. Uh, You go ahead. Hey, Nate. How you doing today, buddy? I'm good, man. What's up? Hey, uh, no, not too much. I still owe you a steak, even though the bill's lost. Oh, we, we got to do that. That was tough. I mean, yeah, we, we got to have steak and a drink now, okay? Yeah, exactly, 100%. But um, as far as the Super Bowl goes, um, I just maybe I'm a history kind of a sap for that kind of stuff, but 49ers Bengals would be like oh, 80s, 90s oh, throwback. That is right. Like, that is right. I yeah. hope it's a better game than the throwbacks were. Right. Um, um, some of those weren't good, but there was a good year. I don't. I can't remember. Maybe it was '90s. It was early '90s. 49ers Bengals. There was a really good game. A really yeah. good Super Bowl. Right. And and it would be like offense versus defense, that kind of thing going on. Like the Niners Chiefs would be that way too. But um, I don't know. I just I, I kind of want to see that. And I'm kind of. As much as I used to hate the Bengals because perfect, like he's not there anymore. Yeah. And, yeah. Are you um, pulling Bengals? I, Are you? Is that I kind am. Of, okay. I am, right. and it's because they're they're the ones that haven't won it. So, like, I'm always rooting for an underdog. So. No, I got you on that. Thanks, buddy. So, Appreciate yeah, it. That's interesting. I didn't think about that. Forty um, ers Bengals bringing back that one Super Bowl. That was Montana, and if I remember that right, Forty ers jumped on him early. 49ers jumped on them early, and I was getting ready to cheer for the Bengals back in the day. And then the Bengals got uh, uh, pounced on, and then the Bengals came back and made it really tight, right? If I remember that right, that was one of the 49ers uh, championships back in the day when they were making their run. Rice, Taylor, Rathman, Roger Craig, uh, that whole crew. It's It doesn't surprise me. It's just, it's just how we consume things now. We like stars. And Rams Chiefs would deliver the stars, right? And so I think that's why 52% of the audience is over half. You got all four matchups that I put in here. Said I wanted to see what would be the best for you. McJudgerson says, yeah, why not? 49ers, Bengals. 18% of people say that. 52%, the number one choice is Rams Chiefs. And it's star power. Whether it's Odell Beckham, I don't even know if he's going to make an impact. Who knows? Maybe. Um, but you're thinking, okay, we got some, we got some star power on both sides there with the Rams and the Chiefs. That's my pick. It was my preseason pick, and here's how it's going to break down. We'll get into this. Okay, let's get into it. I do believe, or maybe it's just my heart hoping, that the Bengals keep it close. The Bengals are seven-point underdogs. That number I thought was going to get a little better from Vegas. From BetMGM, I thought that was going to get a little better. So I got it early. The Bengals, seven-point underdogs, I thought it was going to go down to maybe six, maybe five and a half. You don't see a lot of movement like that when you're betting on sports. But I thought it might go down a little bit. People taking the Bengals to keep it close, and maybe I'm the outlier. 
um, because I, I took it early, and it's staying right at about that number, plus seven. The Bengals are seven-point underdogs on the road at Kansas City. And I'm going to tell you, the Bengals, I think, are going to keep it within the number. They just beat Kansas City a few weeks ago. It was in Cincy. It was a big game. I loved what I saw from the Bengals' offense. Explosive, explosive. Kansas City defense in the secondary. Let me just break that. Break that down for you. They got torched by my guy Josh Allen, and I think Joey Burrow is going to be able to torch him a little bit. He did a few weeks ago. Up front, the Kansas City Chiefs will get after you. That's what everybody thinks. The Bengals aren't going to be able to block. I'm going to tell you, the Bengals, I do not think, will get beat by double digits. I think they'll keep it within the seven. I wish it was about seven and a half, but I'll take the seven. Bengals plus seven is my pick. Kansas City will win the game. I, I, I would be surprised if they get clipped at KC. Not stunned, not totally stunned, but I would be surprised. Over to the NFC. Um, Rams 49ers. This one feels like everybody, again, I was wrong about the 49ers a few weeks ago. I said this is finally the time where the Cowboys are finally going to be able to beat them, right? One of the number one offenses in the league the Cowboys had at the time. They were at home. This is finally the team that's going to not choke for the Cowboys. And it was all 49ers. The defense was really, really good. They did the same thing against Green Bay. So now everybody's saying, you expect the 49ers to play good defense against the Rams Sunday, right? The 49ers are going to choke down Matthew Stafford, and they're going to stop this Rams offense. I think finally, finally, after an 0-6 run, Sean McVay, the head coach of the Rams, is 0-6 against Kyle Shanahan. I do believe finally he'll get over the top. And so I will take the Rams. I don't love the number. It's about three-point favorites, three-and-a-half-point favorites. I've seen it moving around. So about three-point favorites, I will take that. So I go Rams winning by three, and they will beat the 49ers. Finally, Sean McVay, it, it, it's, it's another doubting of the 49ers, and everybody said, don't doubt them. The defense is really solid. They can rush four and really get after you. That's been a sign of good teams over the years, able to rush four and win. The Giants back in the day against the great Patriots, um, and that's what they say about this 49ers front. But give me the Rams finally not choking okay, against the 49ers. 0-6, they're going to get the win in the big one on Sunday. So I've got it. Rams, Chiefs, that's how it will go, and I think the AFC game – uh, might be a little tighter. I want to go to next year really quick, really quick. We're on this Super Bowl run here this year. Quickly next year. I had one of my uh, listeners of the show say, Nate, you were talking about the Broncos introducing Nathaniel Hackett, their new head coach, which they did, by the way, today. And so he said, and then you were saying, maybe this is the part of the big picture of trying to get Aaron Rodgers. And he said, even if the Broncos did, he tells me, even if the Broncos get Aaron Rodgers, he's not the best quarterback or maybe not even the second best in the AFC West next year. And I, and I, and I stepped back and he said, I'm right on that. So, so you think the Broncos getting Aaron Rodgers would solve all, all the problems and they're going to win the AFC West? And I said, folks, they will be right in that mix. You're not here to tell me that the Broncos just got blasted by 
Patrick Mahomes and the Chargers this past year, are you? You're not going to tell me that the Broncos got their doors blown off as as quarterback Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. Didn't you see the Broncos just play the Chiefs in the last game of the regular season with Drew Locke a fumble away from beating the Chiefs in Denver? So you're not going to tell me that the Broncos all of a sudden are a bad team against the Chiefs and the Chargers, are you? So let me ask you that really quickly here. Let me let me ask you that. I want to know if my uh, buddy's right or or if I'm right on this. If the Broncos get Aaron Rodgers, who would you pick to win the AFC West? He said, I don't think the Broncos are a lock for that. I don't think the Broncos are in that mix. And he said, you're still going to be behind the Chiefs. He, t- he told me that the, uh, yesterday. You're still going to be behind the Chiefs. Okay, let's let's throw it out to the audience, and, and we'll get this show cranking. If the Broncos get Aaron Rodgers, what team wins the AFC West in 2022? Now, be careful how you go about this, because I, I just told you, I'm watching every Broncos game every Sunday, and as they played the Chiefs and the Chargers, they've been right there. Um, lo and behold, the Broncos beat the Chargers. Wow, how did they do that with Justin Herbert? And the Broncos only had Teddy Bridgewater? So so wouldn't you think one of the all-timers, one of the all-time greats, Aaron Rodgers, stepping into the quarterback spot, new coach now, Nathaniel Hackett, offensive scheme, offensive mind, we're still going to have a really good defense by the looks of it. And all of a sudden, we're gonna, still going to be scared of the Chargers and, and the Chiefs when we're, uh, when we're an Aaron Rodgers-type player away? We were really, really competitive with mid-tier, below-mid-tier quarterbacks. We didn't have a Kirk Cousins like you Vikings fans. We had a Teddy Bridgewater who just isn't very good anymore and a Drew Locke who turns it over at the least, uh, most inopportune times. So if the Broncos get Aaron Rodgers, who would you pick to win the AFC West? Let's get some results up really quick before I get to Bill Moss up next. Former Kansas City Chiefs Pro Bowler Bill Moss breaking down the AFC Championship live from KC. Oh, boy. I should have saw this one coming. I should have saw this one coming, right? Um, oh, come on. <laughs> I, I didn't even mention the Raiders. I'm sorry. Uh, listener text coming in. Nate, that was very mean to leave the Raiders off. That was, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. If the Broncos get Aaron Rodgers, I'm sorry. The Raiders aren't in that mix. I know the Raiders got to the playoffs. It was a nice run. It was a nice run. The Raiders aren't in that mix, so I'm going to leave them off. It's Mahomes, Herbert, and Rodgers. That's the AFC West three-headed monster. I I, I got to leave the Raiders off. Listener text coming in. The Raiders will win the AFC West. Another Raiders fan. What <laughs> What's going on here? Um, by the way, what's the? Well, I should have saw this one coming. The vote officially right now as we start. Broncos with Aaron Rodgers, who wins the AFC West? 53% of the audience says the Chiefs. Mm, Still? Still? The Broncos have been right there. The Broncos have been right there, a quarterback away from from, uh, winning those games. The Broncos were able to slow down Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs pretty effectively. Last time I checked, but... um, 53% 53% say the Chiefs. 36% say the Broncos would win the AFC West right away with Rodgers next year. 36%, 10% voting for the Chargers. The Chargers didn't even make the playoffs this year. 
They 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 had Herbert, and they, I mean, he had a big year. The Chargers are always going to be the kind of Chargers, right? Even with Herbert, I think. I don't see them passing uh, the Chiefs, and I don't see them passing an Aaron Rodgers-led Broncos team. Uh, by the way, Lister Tech's coming in. I would like to see a rematch of Super Bowl 23, 49ers, Bengals. Another vote for 49ers, Bengals. My pick officially going into championship Sunday, the same as it was early September. We'll see if I finally get something right in my life. Rams, Chiefs is my pick. What does Bill Moss say? Former Chiefs Pro Bowler, Rookie of the Year for the Kansas City Chiefs. Bill Moss, live from Kansas City next. Your sports, your show. This is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Dale's Tire and Retreading has been providing quality brands of tires and excellent service to the Black Hills area for over 50 years. Dale's Tire sells tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, agriculture, construction, and more. Dale's Tire has what you need when you need it and offers appointment times to get you in and out faster. See the experts at Dale's Tire and Retreading. Two convenient locations in Rapid City, 691 Deadwood Avenue and 3200 Campbell Street. Dale's Tire and Retreading. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Lows sit down to about 35 tonight under mainly clear skies. Westerly winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Daytime highs approaching 57 tomorrow. Mainly clear skies. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night. Lows around 27. Upper 50s Sunday. Much cooler on Monday with highs in the upper 40s. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 45. Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City. Physical therapy, athletic training, and sports science all at one place. Physio in Rapid City. Dr. Dan Jensen and his team at Physio are ready to help you perform at your best. From the youth athlete to the active adult, trust the team at Physio. Physio offers the skilled, personalized approach to physical therapy and athletic training. Building the best athletes in the Black Hills as the official strength and conditioning provider for Stevens Central and the Rapid City Rush. Learn more at bhphysio.com. Where can you get surprisingly great rates on auto and renter's insurance? At State Farm. I'm State Farm Agent Matt McCormick, and I'm your one-stop shop in Rapid City for protecting your car and your stuff for surprisingly great rates. So stop looking around. Call me, State Farm Agent Matt McCormick, for surprisingly great auto and renter's rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. Listen to what your friends and neighbors are saying about Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail. Steve Borkert, Rapid City. Been using Anytime Auto now for several years, actually. Heard uh, their ads on the radio and thought I'd try them out. 
turns out that it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Uh, came in for an oil change. Oil change was done easily and quickly. Uh, my son has had his oil changes done here also, but he also had shocks and struts put on. Great pricing, great work. Uh, I've had new tires put on, and i got to tell you, the tires are amazing. Uh, and the pricing here is as good, if not better, than any place you're going to find in Rapid City. And again, everybody is very friendly and, and courteous and is above and beyond. We'll never take our vehicles anyplace else but anytime auto sales. There you have it. For the best in automotive sales and service, see anytime auto sales service and detail. Corner of Highway 79 in East Minnesota. Anytime auto sales. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. On a Friday, just getting started on the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. Just made my picks. I stuck with what I, I said at the beginning of the year. I wasn't going to change it up now, so we'll see if I'm right. Bet a couple of futures way back in the day at BetMGM, Tim Lizzie, Deadwood. I said Rams, Chiefs. I didn't put much down because uh, <laughs> I'm never right. I never can get futures. But I'm on the verge, but we shall see. What's Bill Moss have to say? Former Chiefs nose tackle, pro bowler, rookie of the year, now Chiefs ambassador. Oh, Kansas City back in the AFC championship. Bill Moss joins us live on a Friday on the Nate Brown Show. Bill, good to talk to you again. How are you? Nate, it sounds like you uh, might have stumbled into a good one. <laughs> Maybe that's right. Stumbled into it. That's right. Um, you are correct. So I'm gonna. I asked my audience what Super Bowl matchup would be most intriguing. Fifty-one percent say Rams Chiefs. Feels like a lot of star power there. What's most intriguing? Yeah, I know you're saying Chiefs, but how about the on the other side? Yeah, I I, I like that. I mean, I, I completely like that. Uh, you know, you got you got firepower everywhere. I mean, when you talk about the Rams, they're just loaded at every position on offense, defense. They they mortgage the future to get to this point. Um, they want to be the host city for the Super Bowl in their backyard, and and the Chiefs. I mean, that, they're, that's just ridiculous. The things that they do on the field, and you you watch them do. It's like the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, by the way, and that's similar because I'm going to ask you, Bill, last week, Josh Allen and the Bills, they didn't have them on the ropes. They they, they were toast. Um, what did you think of the finish in that game? Uh, I, I've never seen anything like it. You know, I, I was there. I watched it. And I, can, I can tell you it went from cheering to crying to cheering to crying <laughs> to cheering. Yeah. It, it was it was it was unbelievable. Um, there was a mass exodus at the at the stadium okay. um, when Josh Allen scored with 13 seconds left. Yeah, I mean, everybody was just peeling out of the place. Um, yeah, it was crazy. I mean, because everybody that's a football fan or has followed football knows that 99 percent of the time, 13 seconds left on the 25 yard line, you're not scoring, and uh, that's, that that wasn't the case with this group. Bill Moss, former Chiefs Pro Bowler, now a Chiefs ambassador at the uh, game last week and get set for the AFC Championship this week. Joe Burrow, Cincinnati quarterback, here's one thing he's got to get heat on. Hey, man, I've been in loud stadiums. Nobody's, nobody's louder than the SEC stadiums. 
Well, what is what does he uh, think about Arrowhead? You've been there. You play there. Um, Arrowhead gets loud. Yeah, it does. I mean, I think he said that earlier, like last year, maybe the comment came out, and everybody's bringing it up now because of Arrowhead's, you know, owning the record for loudest stadium in the country at 141 point something decibels, right? But it is. I mean, it's a different atmosphere. Fear and it doesn't stop. It's not like it comes on at one time and then goes away. It doesn't stop the whole game. And I've played in atmospheres similar to that. And I'm going to tell you, it's annoying. I remember <laughs> when Detroit had the dome and when uh, Seattle had the King Dome, the cement stadiums. I mean, it, your ears rang the whole time. And, it, it, you know, you're out, you're out there for three hours. It's annoying. It's like, I just want to get the hell out of here, right? I want to. Um, do you th- do you think um, that home field advantage is a big deal for the Chiefs? They just lost to Cincinnati a few weeks ago at Cincy. Does that give them a big edge? I wouldn't say a big edge. I, you know, this team is is built different than than other teams. Um, this team can go on the road and win in in hostile environments. They didn't know what to expect when they were playing Cincinnati. You know. Um, they hadn't seen him for a while. They, you, you can watch things on film, and you know, and say like, "Oh, wow, that's that guy looks fast." But and then you get out there, and it's a different kind of fast, right? And that's kind of what happened uh, with Chase, what they saw with him. And the angles were bad. They didn't have him down, and, and he beat him th- three times. It was tough. So they've seen him once. They they lost the game barely with a bunch of bad calls and different things like that. It'll be a different game this time around. The Chiefs were ahead, you know, comfortably ahead for quite some time in that game until the second half and primarily the fourth quarter. Um, That's when everything kind of, the wheels came off, if you will. But they saw them. They had a chance. And now now they know what they're dealing with. And coming here, with the crowd, it should be a big difference. Okay, so it feels like, Bill, you're very confident. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be sitting in the suite watching it. I'm, re- <laughs> <laughs> I'm real confident. That's... But, yeah, I, I just think that the Cincinnati story is a great story. It, it really is. I mean, and that kid Joe Barrow is a tough quarterback. See what he did against Tennessee, getting battered the whole entire game and never quitting. Um, he's got a lot of offensive weapons like Kansas City. They're deep at wide receiver. Three good ones. I mean, it's, you know, unbelievable. Mixon and a tight end as well. I mean, they've got things that will challenge a defense. But I think that's where, you know, the home crowd comes in also. It becomes ruckus. You saw last week uh, Mahomes and Allen. You said it was unbelievable, something like you've never seen. If you're taking Mahomes as the number one quarterback, who do you take at number two right now after watching that? Yeah, I, are, are you talking about just that class or, or well, just uh, kind of overall? I mean, I know there's Rodgers, and I know there's yeah, you know, but Rodgers is right up there too with, with that kind of mentality and that kind of talent and that kind of arm. Um, those three guys, I think, Allen and Mahomes. And, and Rodgers are. That's it. I mean, that's 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 the creme de la creme, really. And um, is Herbert in there? Close. 
He hasn't shown that yet. We, we, we've seen him comfortable um, in the pocket. We've seen his accuracy. We've seen his good arm. But you've got to do the things that those two guys did last week to, to get into that category. I, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is, of all quarterbacks, of all quarterbacks, he's 7-1 and one in comebacks, right? 7-1. Mm-hmm. and one. It's 88%. And there's nobody close to it. Tom Brady has a ton of comebacks. I think he's 24 or 42, but he's at, what, 55%. And so there's, there's such a great difference. Until you get to that level of the things you put your team on your back and you bail them out of bad situations regardless, until you get to that situation or become that person, you're, you're I mean, he's good. But he's not up to that level. Yeah, it was interesting. And Josh Allen answered every single time. Uh, that was what was kind of surprising for me. It was just answering the bell every time. Chiefs win it. Bill Moss on a couple more. I'll let him run the Chiefs Pro Bowler, Chiefs Ambassador. Who do you think gets credit for this Chiefs run here? Um, n- another AFC championship. They want to try and get another Super Bowl. We shall see. But who gets credit for this run? You know, there's a lot. There's a lot to go around. Um, it doesn't happen with just one person. It, it doesn't. I mean, that's why it's a team sport. I mean, you've got Kelsey. You've got Hill. You've got a plethora of running backs that have chipped in. You've got great coaching staff. You have a front office that does a great job. Listen, I mean, they all five new starters on the offensive line after the tragedy that happened down in Tampa Bay at the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. Right, they couldn't. Yeah. They couldn't protect the quarterback. Five new offensive linemen. That's unheard of. With the, with the salary cap the way it is and things, they go out and find the right mixture. And you got Creed Humphrey, who's an All-Pro rookie. Right, you got Trey Smith. He's right up there on the All Rookie Team. These guys, Chuni came in. It was a great acquisition for him as well, as well as Orlando Brown. And they kept on working, and they kept on grinding, and they found a way to coincide between timing with the quarterback, with the offensive line, the drops, and all those things. And, of course, Andy Reid had to change everything he was doing because of what the defenses were taking away. So Patrick Mahomes had to adjust, and he didn't like it at first. All those things came to fruition. And now they're a machine right now. So there's a lot of credit to go around. I'll tell you, they struggled early on. As you said, some struggles this year. Um, I didn't bail on them, though. I was on this show, Bill. I'm like, everybody, pump the brakes here on on the Chiefs' struggles. Where were you at when that was happening? Did did you think, uh, it looks a little dicey right now? Yeah, it did. I mean, there was a lot of people said they're broken. There's a lot of people said, I said, look, there's something wrong here. I'm not sure what it is, but on the radio show that I do here in Kansas City, I, I said there's there's something wrong. And what it was was the adjustment of taking what the defense is giving you. Patrick, his whole career from high school all the way through, has been, hey, I'm going to hit it big, and we're going to score, and we're explosive. I'm going I'm to take the top off it. And throwing the check down pass, you know, uh, isn't real exciting. <laughs> so, so it, it, it took him a while, and they had blank looks on their faces, and they looked robotic, like, oh, I have to do this. And I compared it to, you know, if you have a thoroughbred horse, 
and all of a sudden you try to make him just a plotter, right? Yeah. Or yeah. plotter. Or yeah. It's just, it's, they're not happy. They want to run. And that's what he wanted to do. And he wasn't happy in the transition. But when he saw what it could do and how it could benefit the entire team, then he got excited about it. And you saw that no, no more so than last weekend. Yeah, that's right. He took a lot of checkdowns, and it worked out uh, quite well. Last one for Bill Moss, Pro Bowler for the Chiefs, on Twitter, at Bill Moss. He'll be there, AFC Championship, Kansas City Bengals Sunday. Um, if the Broncos get – they just introduced their new coach, Nathaniel Hackett. Um, mm-hmm. If they get Aaron Rodgers, you hold him in high regard – my question of the day is, who wins the AFC West next year? That's a great question. You know, I hear a lot of people talking about, um, hey, you you want to pick a division that your other quarterbacks aren't as good as you and you need to go to this and that. I don't think that's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I think Aaron Rodgers took it personal uh, when, when Patrick Mahomes won the MVP. I think he wanted – I saw him change his game. He started running more. He had the sidearm pass. He did the no-look no pass. All that came about when Patrick Mahomes was doing it. And so I don't think he, he – he'll back down to anything. He comes to the AFC West, and you're dealing with Pat. You're dealing with uh, – uh, who we just talked about? Herbert. San Diego. Yep. Herbert. Uh, yep. Los Angeles. Yep, Herbert. And it, so you're dealing with – that that would be a tough, tough way to go, right? But I don't think he's back down to the challenge. You think about it. They got offensive weapons at running back, at wide receiver, at tight end. Good that's defense. what you look for. Yeah. Yeah. They got a great defense. Those are you know, that's what Tom Brady looked at. Boy, they got a, a lot of good wide receivers. They got a great defense. This that's that's where you want to be. So it wouldn't surprise me if he landed there. I'll tell you, that'd be a powerhouse division. That would be fun. Um, uh, Rodgers and the Broncos, we'll see. Uh, Chiefs on their way. Bill Moss in today. Former Chiefs Pro Bowler, the Rookie of the Year there for the Chiefs. Uh, Bill, enjoy the weekend. Thanks for your time. Nate, thanks for having me on. Appreciate you. Thanks a lot. Bill Moss on the Nate Brown Show. Good to have him back on Fox Sports Rapid City talking Chiefs football. He's a Kansas City Chiefs ambassador now. Goes to all the games and and uh, in the community there. Bill Moss, former Fox Sports commentator, by the way, and uh, Chiefs Pro Bowler back uh, on the defensive line, the nose tackle, the big guy uh, for the Chiefs. So he says the most intriguing Super Bowl matchup is Chiefs-Rams. He's a Chiefs guy, obviously. Okay, he says Chiefs-Rams. That's my pick. We shall see. Um, listener text coming in, 720-1067 on the Barons-Wilson text line for you. Listener text, uh, last week's game between the Chiefs and the Bills, that was the Super Bowl game. One Super Bowl, Super Game. Um yeah, some people were kind of throwing that around. Was that the Super Bowl? That that one, you're not going to get any better game than that one. The the way things were going and, and the high flying and, and all that stuff. Yeah, it's going to be tough to match. Tough to match. Sounded like Bill Moss very, very confident that the Chiefs just handled the Bengals. Maybe it's just uh, the Broncos fan in me that says, I think the Bengals, nothing to lose. A chip on their shoulder. They'll keep it tight. I, I, the Chiefs will win, but uh, I don't think it's going to be a walkthrough. 
I don't think it's going to be a walkthrough. We we will break things down with Frank Schwab next on the Nate Brown Show, NFL writer for Yahoo Sports. What's his take on these other coaches um, that still haven't been put into spots? Only the Broncos and the Bears have selected their coaches officially. Frank Schwab on that and more. Yahoo Sports National NFL writer next. You're listening to the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills. The Nate Brown Show on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. Black Hills Community Bank wants you to know that now may be the best time to refinance, purchase, or even build a brand new home. With rates this low, Black Hills Community Bank is well positioned to be your local partner. They are your home loans bank with local originators, underwriting, processing, and closings. They challenge themselves to close every loan on time. This may be the time to think about home ownership or refinancing. With Black Hills Community Bank in Rapid City and Spearfish. Online at bhcbank.com. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Collins Siding has been the region's premier window siding door and gutter installation specialist since 1974. They use only the highest quality materials and never compromise on their workmanship. Collins Siding is licensed, bonded, and their estimates always include labor, materials, and applicable permits and taxes. Collins Siding has been providing top quality service and exceeding high standards for over 45 years, and you can find out how by visiting them at 2016 Cherry Avenue. Collins Siding, 2016 Cherry Avenue, Rapid City. With so many ways to win, it's easy to see why players choose First Gold Gaming Resort. Every Friday through Sunday, First Gold gives away $8,600 in promo play. Every Saturday night, you can win $1,000 cash on the hour every hour from 6 p.m. till midnight. Join us for First Gold's $2,000 slot tournaments on Friday and Sunday. Plus Deadwood's biggest $12,000 Golden Cash Blast. Saturday, January 29th, First Gold Gaming Resort. We're your first stop on Main Street as you're coming into Deadwood. Here's some free financial advice from Pro Auto Care. Regular service and preventative vehicle maintenance always pays off big time. With regular Pro Auto Care service and maintenance, you'll extend the lifespan of your vehicle, and that means more miles and more years of use from your vehicle investment. That's just good economy. It's simple financial advice. You take care of your vehicle, and your vehicle takes care of you for a longer time. From oil changes to brakes, tires, and major repairs, see Tom at Pro Auto Care. Open as usual at 1891 Rand Road, Rapid City. Here at Pizza Ranch, we love the unique ways other countries compliment their chefs. In France, they say magnifique. In Italy, delizioso. And in many parts of the world, it's a compliment to belch. Don't try that at home, kids. But at Pizza Ranch, we keep hearing the same thing over and over again when guests bite into our pizza. Mmm, mmm. Our famous chicken. Mmm, mmm. And all the favorites on our buffet. Mmm, mmm. We're beginning to think you're all trying to tell us something. We'll take that as a compliment. Pizza Ranch. Mm-hmm. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Friday in the Black Hills. It's always a great day in the Black Hills. It's what, 40s today? It's going to be 50s over the weekend. We'll take it. 
the end of January. The Nate Brown Show live, Fox Sports Rapid City. We're packed tonight. Just got a preview of, from the Kansas City side. Just talked to Bill Moss, former Chiefs nose tackle, pro bowler, rookie of the year for the Chiefs on the defensive side back in the day. Bill Moss says the Chiefs, they should handle the Bengals, should handle the Bengals. And he thinks the best matchup, though, the most intriguing matchups, Chiefs-Rams for the Super Bowl. That's my question of the day, one of them anyway. What do you think is the most interesting Super Bowl matchup? Chiefs-Rams winning with 52% of the vote right now. Frank Schwab back on the Nate Brown Show. NFL writer, yahoosports.com. Find him on Twitter, at Yahoo Schwab. Frank, thanks for coming on. How are you tonight? Hey, good. How you doing? Doing good, man. Um, let me let me ask you. I'll get into Sunday, but but first some coaching stuff. Uh, the Broncos hire Nathaniel Hackett. He just had his opening press conference today. Uh, high energy, offensive guy. I, I said this as a Broncos fan. There was a couple of things. The Broncos. I just felt like they they just almost had to go offense. I know they'll say, "Oh no, we're choosing the best guy." I felt like they had to go offense after Vance Joseph, Vic Fangio, and then they go younger. He's forty-two years old. Um, what do you think of the choice? Yeah, it was pretty predictable that they were going to go young in offense after going older in defense last time. I mean, this is what NFL teams do, right? They <laughs> they do the opposite of what just happened. It's <laughs> NFL teams really haven't figured out the best way to hire people, but this is what they do. I think it's fine. I don't know that anybody, look, with any of these guys, first-time coaches especially, uh, how could you predict it? Uh, if You know, we've seen that everybody follows the same formula. They just pick the coordinator from offense or defense off of one of the top teams in the NFL and then plug him into a brand new job. People don't, you know, I mean, Hackett, he could end up being Sean McVay for all we know, but it's, it's, it's a totally different job than what he's done. And that's, I think, a fallacy that this is why I'm in, in favor of kind of a CEO coach. Go hire a special teams coordinator. Go hire a defensive assistant that's not necessarily a coordinator. When you hire these guys because they're great play callers, that's fine, and there's some value to that. But often these guys get in that job and they realize they can't do both. They can't. Like, Matt Nagy's a good example. Let's use him. Matt Nagy got in that job and was calling plays, and then after a while realizes, I can't do both of these things. Ben McAdoo, same thing. And then they give up play calling, and it's like, well, why are you hired then? <laughs> What's your qualifications for doing this job? We hired you because you're a great play caller, and you can't do both. There's only a few guys that can. Uh, you know, the Sean Payton, who just you know stepped down, one of the one of the examples of that. But it's pretty rare. So it, to say, like, is this a good hire or is it a bad hire? Could be a good hire. I, I don't know. I really don't. I'd like to give you a great answer, but with all of these hires, it's like, well, we don't know because most of these guys have not done this job before, and we might find out they're completely not qualified to do this job, or it might be a grand slam. It's, it's, it's just really hard to predict after all these years of trying what are good hires and what aren't. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett called plays in Jacksonville back in the day with Blake Bortles. Now he doesn't call plays in Green Bay. Then he goes to Denver and he said today, I am going to call the plays um, as the head coach um, and slash offensive coordinator. So Hackett's there. If Aaron Rodgers somehow makes his way to Denver, how, uh, how good are the Broncos in the AFC West next year? 
Uh, it may be good. I, I mean, I, I don't know that necessarily that's going to happen. Everybody's going to, I mean, we are in for a long, I'm based in Denver. We are in for a long few weeks or maybe months of Aaron Rodgers speculation. I can tell you that. It's coming. And it's going to be constant. Started. Um yeah. But let's say, yeah, oh yeah, uh, you know, let's say that happens. Let's say Aaron Rodgers comes here. I think a big question I would have is what did they give up to get him? Uh, because, you know, I mean, when this kind of came up last year, it was, you know, the first blush anyway was, well, they're going to have to give up, you know, three or four big-time draft picks and two good players like Bradley Chubb and Cortland Sutton. <laughs> okay, so you're not exactly the same roster you were when, you know, before this trade – uh, so I don't know. The Browns have a lot of things in place. I think their defense is pretty good. I think, uh, you know, offensively they have a lot of skill position guys who haven't really tapped into their full talent level because the quarterback situation hasn't been that good. Maybe the offensive coordinator situation wasn't that good either. So, I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers are making anybody better, but it's – I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it's it's not the easy. Tom Brady made that look easy. Ch- changing teams at really, really, you know, forty or past forty, he made it look really simple. And and Peyton Manning did too, for that matter. But it's not. You're changing completely everything about your career, everything about your life, in that matter. So uh, it would be a challenge for Aaron Rodgers. He wanted Grace to do it, so I don't assume he can't. But I think just to assume, hey, he's going to stick him in the lineup and he's going to be an MVP again. Well, it's it's not exactly that easy, and we'd have to see. But clearly, they'd be a better team, and if it'd be a pretty big failure if they're not in the playoffs with an Aaron Rodgers on their roster next year. Yeah, I believe that. Uh, you mentioned Sean Payton. That was a big headline this week. Kind of got overshadowed because it's championship week and, and the whole thing. Sean Payton steps down. I don't know if he's going to go TV analyst. I, I don't know where he's going to go. What do we ultimately think of Sean Payton his career? Everybody puts him up there. Unbelievable coach. Well, one Super Bowl and had Drew Brees for a long time. Where does Sean Payton land? Yeah, I, you know what? I think that uh, when we talk about Sean Payton's career, to me anyway, I think he's a Hall of Famer. I really do. I think that, you know, you look at the Saints before and after Payton, and it's just night and day. I mean, they, they did nothing before he got there. And, you know, if you want to credit Drew Brees for most of that, that's fine too. But I think that you can also credit Sean Payton for Drew Brees' success, almost like a Bill Walsh, Montana type of situation. So I give Payton a lot of credit for what they did. I mean, he was great for many, many years. He brought them a super. Super Bowl, which, you know, we find out it's not easy. It's not easy to win a Super Bowl, especially when Tom Brady's hogging up a lot of them in the past 20 years. So I think he's phenomenal. I think he's top five head coach right now if, you know, whenever he comes back. And I do believe he's going to come back. I think he's going to do the, you know, I'm going to be TV for a year, maybe two he can wait for the right opening. And you talk about speculation. My goodness. We are in for, if he doesn't come back, we are in for the Bill Cower Memorial 10 to 12 years of every single job opening mentioning Sean Payton's name. I mean, just get ready for it because it's going to be 2029 and the Tennessee Titans are going to have a job opening and the first name that's going to come out of anybody's mouth is Sean Payton. It's just the way it's going to go until he takes a job. So I do think he's going to come back pretty soon. I mean, everybody's going to talk about Dallas and if that job ever opens up, but I don't think we've seen the last of Sean Payton. Well, speaking of coaches, Jerry Jones said, hey, um, Dan Quinn, we gave him an extension, and uh, he turned down a head coaching opportunity. Do you buy that? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I, it's 
wouldn't surprise me. I mean, but what kind of head coaching opportunity is, you know, New Orleans, Jacksonville? I mean, was it a Texans? I mean, was it, was it a bad one? Because then, yeah, I could see that because I don't think Dan Quinn's in a situation where he wants to just take any job. I think that... You know, being a head coach is a hard life. I mean, you get criticized all the time. You're in the spotlight all the time. You're just getting relentlessly banged on. I mean, it's kind of become the SECization of the NFL. Which, which by that I mean, if you if anybody follows the SEC at all, their teams outside of maybe Alabama and now Georgia almost seem to enjoy getting on social media and saying their coach should be fired more than they enjoy the <laughs> games themselves. I mean, this, and, and the NFL is becoming that way, too, where, you know, again, I'm in Denver, Vance Joseph, Vic Fangio, every single day it's just, well, we need to fire the coach, we need to fire the coach, we need to fire a coach, and uh, okay, I mean, that's, that's all well and good, but I mean, getting back to the original point is it's a hard life. I mean, that's what you're dealing with every single day. And Dan Quinn, I think, is in a happy situation. I think he's he got back to being like, hey, I could just run a defense and not have to deal with any of that garbage. I, I, that's actually a pretty good life. So he's probably getting paid very well by Jerry, you assume anyway. And I think that he's in a – I'm just guessing here, but I think he's in a situation where he's like, yeah, if the right job opportunity came along, I'd do it because why wouldn't you? But I'm not in a hurry. I'm enjoying my life, and I'm not going to screw up my happiness just to – don't take the Houston Texans job like that. That just doesn't sound like something Dan Quinn would want to do based on the fact that he's got a good job and he's going to have opportunities down the road. Frank Schwab on tonight, NFL writer, YahooSports.com. He also hits the betting side. So Frank, what do you see as uh, one of the best bets this uh, Sunday? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to be on both underdogs. I, I know that oh. everybody thinks the Chiefs are going to kill the Bengals, and everybody's talking about, well, how the 49ers can, how can they win without with Jimmy G as a quarterback? But I don't buy that. I think that for let's start with the AFC. The Bengals just beat the Chiefs, and I'm not saying that means that they're going to beat them again, or even that that means they're going to keep it close. But in my mind, it says they're not going to be intimidated. They're not. Uh, they're not scared to go to Arrowhead Stadium. They just beat this team. Joe Burrow just put up 466 yards on this team. And if you look at the Chiefs' defense, yes, they've improved. But when they played elite quarterbacks, they have struggled and given up a lot of yards and points. And you know, if you're giving me seven and a half points, well, even if the, the, the Bengals are down 13 in the end, the, the back door cover is open. So. I I think that uh, I just I don't think the Bengals are losing by more than a touchdown. I really don't. I think they're a good team that's playing hot. They're really hot right now. The quarterback's great. He's unflappable. I really like that about him. And I do wonder about an emotional letdown for the Chiefs. Look, they just won the game that everybody's talking about, one of the five best games in NFL history. It's not exactly that easy to get right back up again when you know you're favored, when you know you know you beat the the, the team that you know is battling you for best in the AFC honors. So I think there's a little bit of a, an emotional letdown coming from the Chiefs. Maybe they just come out a little bit flat after that game, and enough that I think the Bengals can compete in this game. And then on the the Forty Niners, you know, 49ers Rams side, I keep hearing all week like, oh, did Forty Niners Jimmy Garoppolo? You can't win with him. The Forty Niners won nine of eleven games. They beat the Rams twice. They won at Green Bay, at Dallas, at Cincinnati. Who do people think the quarterback was for those games? Steve Young? Like <laughs> Jimmy, they're, they're winning a lot of games with Jimmy Garoppolo because you know we get so bogged down in NFL anal- analysis with just quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. 
the San Francisco 49ers bring a lot to the table around their quarterback. They can run it. Great playmakers and a defense that's really underrated, the run they've been on. Why can't they beat the Rams again? They've already beat them twice. This whole fallacy, you know, and I think everybody's kind of talked about it a lot this week, that, oh, it's hard to beat a team three times, and it's really not. <laughs> it's happened 14 out of 22 opportunities in the modern era where a team looking for the sweep has gotten it done. So I think the 49ers win. I really wow. do. I think wow. they're, they're, they're a really huh? good football team, yeah. Yeah, they're a really good football team. And, again, they've won 9 of 11, and it hasn't been a soft schedule. They've beat a lot of quality teams in that stretch. I, I just think this is the 49ers' time. Nothing has, obviously, the Rams can win. They're very, very talented. They've played well in the playoffs. But I just think there's something about the 49ers. that. Uh, but the one thing I will say, the one caveat is, Trent Williams didn't practice today. And if he's out, I, that it's not often you're going to say an offensive tackle means that much to who I'm going to pick in a game. But that dude means a lot to that team. He's, he's on great tackles of all time and if he can't go all of a sudden you know Leonard Floyd Von Miller on the outside are a much bigger deal in this game it's interesting I'm with you on a couple Frank I'm I'm saying Bengals as well with the points okay so I'm going points there and then you'd go Kansas City money line you're saying Kansas City's gonna win but uh, the Bengals gonna keep that uh, within the number but I'm going Rams money line. I don't love the number three three and a half I'm going Rams money line but uh, again Sean McVay, 0 for 6 against Kyle Shanahan. That's something else. 0 for 6 against uh, Shanahan. Frank Schwab tonight, yahoosports.com has worked there. Check it out, Yahoo Schwab on Twitter. Frank, always appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Yep, appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Frank Schwab tonight, Fox Sports Rapid City, yahoosports.com. Great site, great writer, NFL writer, betting writer, Yahoo Schwab on Twitter. Ah, very similar to me. Very similar, but he's going to go 49ers with the win. And I know sometimes that's kind of a popular um, take right now as well. It's like, well, the 49ers, everybody keeps saying they're they're going to lose. They're going to lose to the Cowboys. They're going to lose to the Packers. Now they're going to lose to the Rams. I, I really think they do. I, I really think the Rams, um, the most confident bet I'm on is the Rams' money line. Okay. I don't love the spread there because I think it's tight. It's just a a, a, a gimme either way. I, I just don't know on that. Really think the Rams win. Do they do they choke it? Do they choke it? Somehow the 49ers just grind it, grind it out. Defense, running game, can happen. It can happen. And then I said Bengals. I'll, I'll take that number. I think they do keep it closer too. Like Frank, I think the Bengals keep it closer. But ultimately, the Chiefs will get the victory. The Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Going to go college sports next. This is an interesting one here. The Big Ten has been throwing around some ideas for college football. And, and this, would, this would really change the landscape. If they did this, what would happen to the Husker football program? If the Big Ten made this change, I don't think it's great. That's next. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. 
Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Visit BlackHillsCulligan.com. That's BlackHillsCulligan.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Lows sit down to about 35 tonight under mainly clear skies. Westerly winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Daytime highs approaching 57 tomorrow. Mainly clear skies. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night. Lows around 27. Upper 50s Sunday. Much cooler on Monday with highs in the upper 40s. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 45. In the past, if you needed auto body repair, you had to get multiple estimates and then try to get your car into a shop for repair. Well, not anymore. In most cases, you can stop by one shop, get your estimate, and schedule your car for a repair. The question now becomes which shop you choose. If you like quality, choose J&J Truck and Auto Body. They have ASE, PPG, and Gold iCar certifications that allow them to offer you a nationwide warranty. And they'll work with your insurance company so you're pleased with the outcome. J&J Truck and Auto Body, 1513 East Philadelphia. At Renewal by Anderson, we are proud to be considered the best replacement window company in the nation. And we love it when our customers do lots of research on their own and then call us. Renewal by Anderson products are at a different level from the others for sure, but our story is much more about people than it is about products. Renewal by Anderson franchises are local family businesses. Installers are full-time experts, not subcontractors. The owner of the franchise in this part of America grew up on a ranch. He learned what hard work and integrity were all about from great parents as a boy. He simply would not represent a poor quality window company, which is why this Renewal by Anderson franchise is one of the most respected and decorated in the nation. If you're even considering new windows, please reach out to the team at Renewal by Anderson for a no-pressure conversation. Please visit us on the web at rbarapidcity.com to learn about our financing and book your free in-home consultation. Renewal by Anderson. Proud of our products. Proud of our people. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show Live South Dakota Sports Talk Show. Hope you had a great day today. We're into the drive at 5 already. Can you believe it? Friday and the drive at 5. We're going to go out to L.A. this hour. We'll talk to Kevin Figures, covers the Rams. Let's talk Rams 49ers. He's with AM570 Los Angeles. They cover the Rams. Kevin Figures on tap. Down to Vegas on on the way. Props.com handicapper Matt Peralt. He'll give you his take on the championship Sunday all the betting angles as you get set to go to Deadwood. You're going to go to Deadwood for the games? BetMGM, Tin Lizzy, Cadillac Jacks, your home for Fox Sports Rapid City, the best sports book. Tin Lizzy, BetMGM, and Cadillac Jacks. All right, Jake Sorensen is in tonight. Talks Huskers, 93-7 the ticket. Lincoln. He's on Twitter at 937 Jake Sorensen. Why are we talking Huskers? Well, a couple of things here. The basketball program 
Um, I have a lot of questions about it, a lot of questions about it. And Jake went to the University of Nebraska, so he's, he's in the middle of this thing. He knows what he's talking about. And then on the football side, really, I have a lot of questions about what potentially could change um, thanks for the Huskers if the Big Ten does does do this. So let's get them on. Jake, thanks for coming on. How are you? I am doing well, Nate. Thanks for having me, man. All right. I appreciate that. So I want to start in, in this. Uh, the Big Ten throwing things around. Gary Barta, the AD at Iowa, and others saying, well, the Big Ten might do a couple of things here when it comes to football. They might scrap the divisions. So no more Big Ten West. Um and, and let's start there. If they scrap the divisions, some people say, well, well, that's a good thing because you don't need to play team in your division and have this made-up Big Ten championship. Let's just do the top two teams and, and call it good. Is that not a good thing for Nebraska if the Big Ten West goes away? Yeah, I mean, the thing with Nebraska is if you look at the West, it, it's easier to win the West than it is the East because of Ohio State. And, and in the in the era of the Big Ten West and Big Ten East, the, the West has never won the Big Ten title. It's always mm. been the East mm. with either Ohio State or now Michigan or Penn State. Those teams have won it every single year. So for Nebraska, I, I don't know. I, I think it makes it harder to win the, the conference, honestly. I mean, yeah, it's not yeah. like it's going to get easier for against Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State. Um, y- your road to a Big Ten title, I believe, was probably easier in the West versus East alignment for Nebraska. So yes. now if they do a Big Ten championship, it's going to be likely to be the top two teams in the conference where it's going to be hard to be, you know, Ohio State will be there most years, but it's going to be hard to be number two behind the likes of Penn State, Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa. So I, I don't think it's great for Nebraska in terms of their chance of getting to a Big Ten championship. Um, but that's I don't, just I don't, my thoughts. No, least. I don't think it is either. I mean, I think I, I'm kind of wondering where this where this is coming from. Is it coming from the the Penn States, the Michigans, um, so they don't have to? Well, if we don't get through Ohio State, well, we can't get there. Well, let's get the, the the top two teams of the Big Ten in the title game. Is that where it's coming from? I have to think it's from the East because, yeah, I mean, it, it, you, you look at this year, for example. You, you look at the East side, you, Michigan obviously makes the playoff. Um, Ohio State had two losses, and, you know, they made the Rose Bowl, and, and the Michigan State was a top 10 team also. So it's just, it, you know, Iowa was a fine team, but both those teams I mentioned in, in uh, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, all those teams were, were ranked higher than Iowa when it came to the Big Ten title game. So I think it, it's it's for a better chance right now in terms of the playoff where it is at four games and also if the playoff expands to eight games or 12 games it's a better chance to get more teams in um you know without having to beat up on each other necessarily in in the east division jake sorensen 93.7 the ticket he covers the huskers he is in lincoln he went to nebraska um on the football side one more if, if they do change this around so they may go to then like eight conference games um right now the SEC kind of takes that, well, I say, easier way out because they get a couple of cupcakes. They, they can schedule some different non-conference. The Big Ten feels like, man, it's been tough for us. We play a lot of conference games more than other conferences, so it, it, they, they feel like maybe that's where that's coming from. Hey, let's maybe give ourselves another, uh, another game that we can win. Well, it's it's one way to look like that, but also right now the goal is to is to make you know maybe that fourth game 
be in the Pac-12 ACC alliance. So is that okay. really an easier okay. game or not? You're not necessarily you're not necessarily getting a game against Cupcake City. You know, you, you might be playing a Clemson in there or a Wake Forest or whoever mm-hmm. it is. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think necessarily that going away from the nine game schedule to an eight to add a fourth is going to indicate that they're going to have a chance to play. A lesser foe. I think it's just playing a different Power Five team from a different conference in that Pac-12 ACC potential alliance that will be where that that game would go that would replace the ninth Big Ten game. So I mean, it's kind of a wash, if you ask me. Okay, so not not quite uh, not quite an SEC deal where they can be like, yeah, no. we're going to play Jackson State or the Citadel, um, which by the right. way, the SEC has done that. Um, so it's interesting now when you look at Husker football moving forward. This next year, this next year is is the one for Scott Frost. What means success for him? Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this a lot in terms of is, is it simply making a bowl game, which is, you know, if you think about the history of Nebraska football, it's pretty sad to be a goal. But when you've gone five years without a bowl game, going back to the final year of Mike Riley and the first four years of Scott Frost, it, it simply might be, winning six games. I think if you talk to most people here, though, who saw the 3-9 and nine season, they, they were a better team than the record indicates. Um, they've added some nice additions to the staff. You know, Mickey Joseph was down at LSU. He recruited Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase down there. Some guys you may have heard of, obviously, having success in the NFL. Um, Bill Bush is a, is a guy that also you know, recruited Joe Burrow to LSU. He's on the staff as Special teams coach Mark Whipple came from Pittsburgh. He developed Kenny Pickett this year, who was a Heisman candidate from Pitt, and, and, the, and the receiver Jordan Addison also as the offensive coordinator. So, I mean, there's a lot of Kool-Aid being consumed despite going 3-9 and nine and the addition of Casey Thompson from Texas as the quarterback and, yeah. and Trey Palmer, receiver from LSU. So, I, I think 6-6 six and six is, is the lowest people would accept to give, bring him back, but I think you know, there's reason to believe that the schedule is a little bit easier than it has been the past couple of years. There's no Ohio State for the first time in what it seems like ever. Um, and, and so I think seven or eight, when you look at things, could be an expectation. But, again, they have made a bowl game in five years. How do you actually say that? with a straight face right now. I know uh, we're talking Huskers, and it's mainly football. I know it's late January here. Speaking of coaches, though, Jake, we got to go Husker men's basketball. Um, if people don't know this, Fred Hoiberg, big hire, um, got big dollars from Bill Moose. Fred Hoiberg's 5-45 and 45 in the Big Ten. 5-45 and 45 in the Big Ten. 16 straight defeats against conference foes. And uh, this is one of those things. Fred Hoiberg was supposed to, to bring these guys back. Tim Miles wasn't doing a good enough job. I stuck up for Tim years ago and said, yeah, I think he is doing a good enough job. What are people saying now? Well, they're saying this, Nate. Uh, we said this morning on our very show that, that Fred Hoiberg has made Tim Miles, the Dolan, South Dakota native, look like John Wooded, <laughs> yes. which is uh, yes. remarkable. Um, you know, it, the Brass is a tough job. It's the only school in the Power Five that's never won a NCAA tournament game. They're 0-7 all the time. Tim Miles was one of those losses in the second season. Um, they had a good chance a couple of years ago with you know the James Palmer team with uh, you know a couple of guys there that were good. They had some injuries that hurt them and they they folded. But yeah, it, it is astonishing to see how abysmal this has been. And I, I got to tell you, Nate, people know this for me in Lincoln. You know, I I have been a diehard Nebraska ball fan my entire life, and I just I don't go to the games right now. I mean, how can you? Wow. Like you said, five and forty-five. They're zero and nine in conference play. 
They're uh, six and fourteen overall. I mean, they have been competitive in some games at home, but you look at some games against average squads. They got beat at Rutgers by twenty-eight points. They play them again tomorrow in Lincoln. Um, you know, they they lost uh, at Auburn, who's really good, but lost by thirty-five points in that game. Um, lost on their home court to a very subpar Michigan team by thirty-five points back in December. So it's it's just really um, thoroughly unwatchable for the most part, um, and it's it's frankly astonishing. And, and the sad part here for Nebraska fans is that Bill Moose, who was the AD before Trev Alberts was hired here uh, this past year, before he was fired, apparently gave Fred Hoiberg an extension uh, with a buyout of $18.5 million. <laughs> so that's hard to stomach when you think about firing a coach because that's a lot of money to pay a coach to go away. What are, what are they going to do? I mean, this is this is unacceptable. Five and forty-five, yep. but that's a that's a ton of money. Is can Trev Alberts work on on something? Well, I think the goal here is that you know I th- I think Hoiberg has a pretty good image here in the state. It's not like he's any sort of uh, you know drama or any sort of you know anything going on uh, off the court that affects him. But you're kind of hoping he gives you a, a good guy deal where he, he kind of goes away and says, this has kind of killed my pride to be this bad with the team. So, I mean, privately we've, we've all had conversations saying we hope that he takes like half that buyout or, you know, and just walks away with nine mil, which is still a good chunk of money, but that's obviously his choice. He doesn't have to do that. But I, I got to think that the guys have got to be in pain with, you know, having an ego. He, he's a former NBA player. He had success at Iowa State. He had pretty decent success at Chicago with the Bulls. Not great, but was respectable. And this has just been a complete dumpster fire. Uh, and there's not really any signs, Nate, that it's going forward. They they got a, a guard coming in, Ramel Lloyd, who's supposed to be pretty good. And, uh, a good Juco player named Blaze Keita. But I tell you what, they, they've turned the, the roster over every year he's been here with like seven or eight new guys. Yeah, yeah. You just can't build chemistry, and it's shown that they have no chemistry at all without, and, and they never get a point guard. I, it just, I don't understand the roster construction. Um, we're all baffled at how sloppy and poorly executed this entire era has been. And I think most fans will tell you uh, we're all surprised, but uh, we're ready to move on in, in some capacity. Is this the worst stretch? I mean, I guess I look at it historically 5 and 45 in the conference. <laughs> It, it yeah, has to is, be. This is the worst ever. Like I said, it, this is not a program that's been ever good. They, they've right, never won right. a tournament game. Zero and seven all the time. They, they've never been this bad. I mean, they've had some bad seasons, but have bounced back to be respectable. You know, maybe still toward the bottom of the conference, but winning several, you know, winning a few games. I mean, they're they're zero and nine, and I mean, this is their best. These next four games are their best chance to get a couple of wins, and I just don't think they're going to win any of them. So. Um, it's it's tough times. It's very disappointing. It's very surprising. But um, you're seeing it in the stands. I think the game last night they had six thousand fans in attendance, something oh, like that, in a, oh. in a capacity of sixteen thousand. So wow. normally that's a good place, man. Pinnacle Bank. People love uh, watching hoops there. I know people love Husker football, but some people don't know they usually support hoops pretty good. Um, that's tough. Jake Sorensen on tonight, 93-7 the ticket in Lincoln. He covers the Huskers. Jake, always great. Have a good weekend. I appreciate it. Thanks, Nate. Take care, man. All right. Appreciate the time. Jake Sorensen talking Huskers, 93-7 the ticket. He's got a show there, Lincoln, 9-3-7. Jake Sorensen. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, you can get him there. Um, 
couple of things on the Huskers there. Basketball, 5-45 and 45 with Fred Hoiberg, the men's head coach. I, I, and, you know, I stuck up for Tim Miles here when they were getting ready to let him go. And I, and everybody, oh, we, we need Fred. I mean, we need a big name. We need somebody. Tim Miles was doing just fine. Go and look at Tim Miles' success, how he was winning games in the Big Ten. They can't even win games in the Big Ten now. Five and 45 in the Big Ten under Fred Hoiberg? 16 straight defeats, uh, major conference foes? I mean, this is uh, the worst stretch of Husker men's basketball, and uh, the program hasn't been a juggernaut, as we, as we all know. Boy, what a, what a bad deal. What a bad deal. And I said, bef- before you get rid of Tim, look at his track record. Look what he's been able to do. Tim Miles had success um, relative to what they had. And then they were like, oh, we're just not quite. He's not able to get us over the top. Well, what's that mean? <laughs> what's getting over the top today uh, for Husker basketball? Man, oh, man. Uh, Fred Hoiberg with a tough stretch. And then the massive millions and millions of dollars to buy him out. These are these coaches' contracts. I've just never seen anything like it. I mean, I don't know who these guys' agents are. It's It's unreal. I mean, these guys can get so the best deals in America. Hey, uh, Fred Hoiberg, a $18 million buyout. Yeah, let's sign it. Board of Trustees, Chancellor, everybody approves it. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. What have you done for us, Fred, leading up to that point? Nothing. How do we get, how do we get deals like that? Well, we'd lose him to somewhere else, and, and he'd go and coach somewhere else. And we'd be what? Probably a little better than 5 and 45. Just, just a guess. I've never, I've never seen anything like these contracts um, in major college sports. Just off the charts. Whether it's football, basketball, and I don't know if the Huskers men's basketball can they get in the mix in the Big Ten. It is a long road. Look at the Big Ten: Illinois, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Purdue. I mean, it is just a tough road. Ohio State. The list goes on. The, that's a better basketball conference than football, I think. Really, in the big picture, I think it's better top-to-bottom basketball than football. And the Huskers are, are at the bottom there. And then this one on the football side. So if the Big Ten moves forward with this, they would get rid of the divisions. So right now the Big Ten broken up in divisions, and the Huskers are in the Big Ten West. And it is an easier road. It, it really is. Wisconsin, Iowa, Northwestern, Minnesota, okay, Purdue. I mean, not not the heavy, heavy hitters, the Michigans, the Penn States, the Ohio States. So if they do away with the divisions before the Huskers needed to get through some of those teams and get to the Big Ten West title, you're in the championship. Now if they get rid of the divisions, now you just go everybody against everybody, top two teams in the Big Ten. I think that's a tough road for Nebraska. I think it's a tough road. Uh, listener text coming in. Huskers should hire Eric Pietkowski. Yes. Former Husker. Former Husker. Rapid City Zone. Call him the Polish Rifle, right? From downtown Bang. Pietkowski. I don't know what Pietkowski's up to these days. He did, he did a lot of TV analyst uh, work. I wonder what Pietkowski's up to these days. Coming back on the drive at 5. I've got a story about a coach, okay? And this is interesting here. I wonder if people 
will learn lessons from this or if they'll continue to do it. So here's a college football story that came out today. And this is about a former Denver Broncos legend. I would put him up there, Ed McCaffrey. Do you know Ed McCaffrey? Wide receiver, Broncos, some great days with Elway in the bunch. Ed McCaffrey's a college football coach, and he looks like his program is in some trouble. What has happened there with Ed McCaffrey? This university hired him. Big name. We're going to hire Ed McCaffrey. And now it appears they've got problems. We'll break it down behind the scenes next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Nate Brown Show and like us on Facebook by searching Fox Sports Rapid City. Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer from Denny Menholt Toyota. Use your phone. It's fast and easy. Pull up our website, click on Value Trade-In, scan your VIN, and tell us about your car. You are on your way to a no-hassle, no-commitment cash offer on your vehicle in under five minutes. Bring your vehicle and your Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer to Denny Menholt Toyota and get cash or trade-in credit today. See you soon at Denny Menholt Toyota, Rapid City. All going somewhere, going higher, faster, farther, going in new directions to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring, keep making memories, keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health/orthopedics. KIMM Rapid City and K294BT Rapid City. This is the Black Hills Sports Station, 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. Take control of your finances in the new year by making a plan with Black Hills Federal Credit Union. Access BHFCU's free money management tool in online and mobile banking to bring all your accounts together in one dashboard. Set budgets, track spending, create notifications, and plan future goals. Learn more at BHFCU.com or text or call 605-718-1818. BHFCU is a member-owned, not-for-profit, federally insured by the NCUA. Get away from it all in the great outdoors for lasting family memories with a new or pre-owned RV from Dakota Discount RV. We make your RV experience fun and easy by providing you with a quality recreational vehicle, competitive pricing, and professional sales and service. Our large inventory of fifth-wheelers, travel trailers, toy haulers, and live-in horse trailers allows us to save our customers thousands of dollars compared to most dealers. Stop by and see us at Dakota Discount RV, 3330 East Mall Drive across from Cabela's and on JB Road, Hi, this is Rihanna Wicked at Elevate Performance. We are currently accepting new patients in need of physical therapy, and we want to show you the Elevate difference. At Elevate Performance, you have our guarantee of receiving one-on-one, high-quality care with a doctor of physical therapy. At Elevate, it's personal, and we are ready to be your partner in empowering you to live a healthy life pain-free. Remember, you have a choice for physical therapy in Rapid City, and we want you to experience the Elevate difference. We are currently accepting new patients. Just visit ElevatePerformanceSD.com. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show. Nate. (laughs) 
Welcome back. We're rolling on a Friday. The drive at five on a great day in the Black Hills, as always. We know that. Heading into the weekend, the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show, getting you set for Championship Sunday. All right, we'll see if my prediction comes true. I don't want the Chiefs to win. Let me make sure I'm on the record here. I do not want the Chiefs to win. Okay, because I got a listener text in here saying, Nate, you picked the Chiefs. What's the deal? You're a Broncos guy. <laughs> Come on. Okay. I don't want the Chiefs to win. The Chiefs will win. I think the Bengals will keep it close. That's my take on it. And I will take the Rams. The Rams will finally get over the top. Will they? They won't choke it, right? This is it. The Rams are going to get it done Sunday. So I've got Rams, Chiefs, Super Bowl. See if Matt Peralt uh, thinks I'm right. He's the guy who picks them. Props.com handicapper live from Vegas. He's going to break down those games Sunday coming up. We'll get him live from Vegas. Matt Peralt on the way uh, with your betting analysis. We'll, we'll go out to L.A. I'm going to talk to Kevin Figures. Talks uh, on AM 570 Los Angeles. They covered the Rams. Let's get a perspective. Kevin Figures on the way. Busy second hour and the drive at 5 out of Friday brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. SummitAutoGRP.com. Start there before you buy. SummitAutoGRP.com. Interesting story today um, about a coach, a former Broncos player. A lot of people didn't follow this because it's kind of, you know, it's mid-tier. It's, it's not high profile. But the University of Northern Colorado, okay? Northern Colorado. I know some guys that go there. Greeley, Greeley. They hire... Ed McCaffrey is their head football coach. Didn't have a ton of experience or anything like that. Did some high school stuff. Um, and, and, and But why would Northern Colorado, a, a university, D1 like that, um, boy, they, they just hire Ed McCaffrey. Well, he's Denver Broncos legend, the whole thing, the McCaffrey family. I mean, you know, he, have, he has all these sons. Really, really good. Christian McCaffrey leading the way on, on how good he is. And then he's got some other guys, though. Dylan McCaffrey is one of his sons. Dylan McCaffrey came to the University of North, uh, Northern Colorado now. So, so let me walk you through the story. It's out today about former Broncos wide receiver Ed McCaffrey gets his first college coaching job at the University of Northern Colorado. They didn't do that well, by the way, this past year. His son, Dylan, is the quarterback and he struggled in some games, and the Greeley Tribune there in Greeley, Colorado, the Greeley Tribune is reporting that even when Dylan McCaffrey was uh, struggling in games, Ed McCaffrey wouldn't even think about pulling him. Okay? You, you got dad, head coach. You got son, quarterback. Even when, That's what, uh, according to an assistant coach, this is in the story, according to an assistant coach, they said, yeah, uh, that assistant coach said during a game, Ed McCaffrey will not ever pull his son. He will not ever pull his son. And why this is all coming out now apparently is now you got a bunch of players doing what from, the northern, uh, from northern Colorado? What are they doing? They're transferring. So everybody's trying to figure, is this Ed McCaffrey and, and the, the son being the quarterback and, and we got issues, or is it – Players that are upset, things didn't go as good as they thought. They weren't recruited by Ed McCaffrey, so to speak. They didn't get to play as much, and now they're going to transfer. 
So Ed McCaffrey, his first start here at Northern Colorado as, as a college football coach, doesn't seem to be off to a blazing start. My question is this. I don't know if you're ever going to um, find the total the total truth in this. Did Ed McCaffrey, would he ever pull his son? I don't know that story. The, the whole truth in this is, is it one of those things where you can you you shouldn't be coaching your son at that level. Would you ever take it that far? Meaning, I just uh, we just had somebody say here, you, you can't have your son play for you at that high level. I mean, it's different here. We see coaches around here, right? South Dakota high school coaches. We, you know, kids come up and you know, coaches have to be fair. There's a lot of coaches coaching their sons and daughters over the history here in South Dakota. But how about at the college level? We've seen it before. How about McDermott down at Creighton? I mean, that's a high level of basketball. Now, McDermott's son was was a high-level player. You know, uh, uh, arguably the best player there at Creighton in a long, long time. Maybe one of the best players of all time at Creighton. But I do ask that question based on this story out of the Greeley Tribune. So now you have players from northern Colorado they're all transferring. Well, a lot of them. A lot of them are transferring, and everybody's trying to find out what's the real reason. Is Ed McCaffrey running a college football program, or is it the classic nepotism, my son plays QB, end of story, you guys shouldn't be too upset about it. It's tough for me to say, okay, you hire Ed McCaffrey, he can't bring his son in at quarterback and start him and play him. How, are you, how, how do you say that? How do you handle that? Northern Colorado's going to find themselves in a spot now where they hire a high-profile name, a Broncos legend, Ed McCaffrey down in Colorado. People people overall publicly like him, and now he's at Northern Colorado, program struggling, some players transferring, and the report, well, he, he wouldn't pull his son. He, he won't ever pull his son, and his son's the quarterback, and I hope you learn to live with that. Really tough spot to be. Um, we should make that our uh, question so, one of these times. We, hey, when it comes to D1 college sports, what is the uh, right call when it comes to dad coaching sons? What is the right call? I don't think you can stop it. You can't stop it, but you better know what you're getting into there. You've, you've got to have a sense for what you're getting into. Maybe Northern Colorado knew it. I, I don't know. I just heard this a while ago, Ed McCaffrey's going to Northern Colorado, first college coaching job. Didn't have uh, experience there. They hire him. Oh, Dylan McCaffrey's transferring. You know, he leaves Michigan. He leaves Michigan, and he's going to go to Northern Colorado. Well, you think he's going to sit the bench there? (laughs) Uh, Probably not. And now how do you win that game, meaning the game behind the scenes? What do you do? See, uh, that's the hard question of the day. What do you do with Ed McCaffrey, Broncos legend, Northern Colorado, his son, the the controversy, players transferring? Are you going to stick with Ed? going to stick with Easy Ed? I think they will. Keep an eye on that uh, situation. Tough question on coach, father, son. How do you deal with that in big D1 college sports? Tough. Matt Peralt's next. Live from Vegas. Let's get the breakdown. Chiefs, 
Bengals, Rams, 49ers, his picks, props.com, handicapper, live from Vegas next. The Nate Brown Show. Have you hit a pothole or curb with your car? Does your vehicle need an adjustment or have an alignment, shock, or strut issue? Black Hills Tire is your one-stop shop for complete automotive service and repair in the Black Hills area. Trust your vehicle with no one else but Black Hills Tire. Contact Weston, Denise, and the guys at Black Hills Tire, where honesty, reliability, and safety is their top priority. Black Hills Tire voted the number one shop for automotive repair and brake repair and tire store in the Black Hills. Ask about their free pickup and delivery. Black Hills Tire. Check them out online at blackhillstire.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Lows sit down to about 35 tonight under mainly clear skies. Westerly winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Daytime highs approaching 57 tomorrow. Mainly clear skies. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night. Lows around 27. Upper 50s Sunday. Much cooler on Monday with highs in the upper 40s. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 43. I'm Tyler Hogan, and this is my wife, Dee, and we own Dee Vet Supply. Pioneer Bank has been very good to us. All our banking is with Pioneer Bank. What you find oftentimes in big corporate banks is they don't allow people to run their business the way that it should be ran. And without a doubt, it's been just an easy, easy relationship with Pioneer Bank. Very easy. Yeah, we support them because, you know, they support us. Pioneer Bank and Trust is local. Pioneer Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. It's Honda's Certified Dream Deal Sales Event. Up to an additional two years, 50,000 miles comprehensive warranty, plus certified Hondas come with seven-year, 100,000-mile powertrain coverage, free oil changes your first year, and 24-7 roadside assistance. Plus, at Denny Menholtz Rushmore Honda, we buy cars. Vehicles are in high demand, and due to limited inventory, your vehicle has never been worth more. Stop by Denny Menholtz Rushmore Honda and either sell or trade today. Located off I-90 on East Small Drive in Rapid City. Sports betting is off to a great start in Deadwood and our exclusive home for every game. We love it. The new BetMGM Sportsbook at Tin Lizzie. Fox Sports Rapid City is proud to partner with the best sportsbook with the best service and the biggest games. If you haven't signed up for the sports betting email list, you want to do it. You can get match bonuses, expert wagering tips, and more. Just visit TinLizzie.com. Take your friends and experience the new BetMGM Sportsbook at Tin Lizzie right there on Main Street in Deadwood. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the drive at five on a Friday. The Nate Brown Show live coming up tonight. Stevens Central Girls Basketball live seven o'clock. The Rapid City rivalry on Fox Sports Rapid City. We're packed tonight in the drive at five brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. Kevin Figures on tap talking Rams from L.A.'s with AM570 Los Angeles. They cover the Rams. Kevin Figures is in. First, let's get a breakdown of both games. Have you checked out this show on YouTube? He's also got the podcast up there after he's done live. The Bostonian versus the book. The Bostonian versus the book. He's now with props.com. Handicapper Matt Peralt live from Vegas. He's here on the Nate Brown Show breaking down championship Sunday. Find him on Twitter at Sports Talk Matt. Matt, good to have you. How are you? 
Uh, wonderful. Thank you for the invite. Appreciate, appreciate you having me back. Well, I appreciate your time. So uh, this is interesting to me. I've I've made my picks, and I feel I'm going to start in the AFC. I feel like the Bengals are going to keep it within the number, but I'm starting to feel like I'm one of the only guys that thinks that. When this opened up at seven, now I've seen seven, seven and a half. I thought it was going to come down. What did you think when it opened up there? Well, it opened at six and a half in Vegas, and okay. it was bet pretty okay. quickly to seven. Okay. And then it stayed at seven for a while, and now it's up to seven and a half. So this is a number play for me, and this is where I think if you look at where Joe Burrow as a quarterback has been in must-win football games, this guy just has it. Whatever it is, it's Brady-like. I'm not saying he's Brady, but it's Brady-like in terms of the moment cannot be big enough. He doesn't worry about it. He's not you know, concerned about media pundits. He's not worried about what he can and cannot do. And I just think this guy is going to go in there and do – he's not throwing for 466 like he did the first game, but he's going to throw for quite a few yards on this Chiefs defense. And this has backdoor written all over it to me where it's a 10, 14-point lead for Kansas City and there's a late touchdown scored by the Bengals and we cover the 7.5. So I don't like it at 7, but I'm with you on the Bengals at plus 7.5. And, and that's where I'm going to be betting. I'm, I'm praying and, and wondering, do we get 8? Because that's not imp- incredibly impossible. Once it crosses seven, to go to eight, eight and a half is not that difficult. The resistance point is ten. That's where you'll never see it go up that high. But I just think from a, if you give me eight, I'm in love with it. Seven and a half, I, I, I like it, and I'll bet it. If you buy the half a point, I don't hate that either, going from seven and a half to eight to give yourself some insurance. Okay, interesting. We have a lot of new sports bettors here in, in South Dakota. It launched in Deadwood this past year, Bet um, MGM up there. And so I think people are on, okay, hang on, guys. What are we talking about here? So so the public, the public feels like they're heavy on the Chiefs. No? Yes. I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes, but it's public and pro money. I mean, it's not just the public. Okay. It's everyone. Okay. I mean, I mean the, 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 you're going to be going against at least 60% of the money that's going in. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is 7-1 at home in the postseason. The only loss was to Brady and the Patriots back in the AFC Championship game a couple of years ago. So this guy at home, he's never played a road playoff game. It's insane. It's, it's like when, when you go back and look at – we're comparing Mahomes to all these all-time greats. He's never had to go on the road and win a playoff game yet. So we don't know what he'll do in that set, but he's at home. To, he's in the friendly confines for this game coming up here on Sunday on Sunday afternoon. So I, I, I think the Chiefs are going to win, but I, I think the Burrow-led Bengals are going to have a shot late in the game to either cover or maybe win the game outright. Matt Peralt, props.com. Check his podcast, Bostonian versus the book. You can find it. Um, I do want to get your read on the total, 54 and a half. 54 and a half. What do you say about that? So if you bet the under here, you're going to be one of like 10% of the people in the country that we would consider coming in on the under. But you have to realize that there are key numbers for totals, okay? For those people that are new, you've often heard people talk about how important the number three is. Well, three is the most expensive number because 11% of the time NFL games will end with a three-point margin. So two-and-a-half to three and three to three-and-a-half are the most expensive numbers in the book. Remember that as we talk about the Rams in the, in the 49ers game next. But so on totals, 41, 44, 51, 
54 are the key numbers. So that's why that number going from 53.5 at open to 54.5 and stopping, there are so many combinations of nine, so many combinations of final scores that will get you to 54. Over 54 is the issue, okay? That hook, that half a point, you might go, well, why isn't it 55? Why isn't it 56? The public and the pros are all coming in on the over. They think it's going to be Bill's Chiefs 2.0. But don't let what you just saw trick you because last week is not this week. And just because last week was a 70-point plus and 25 points got scored in the final two minutes of the game, just because that happened then doesn't mean it's going to happen again. So I'm going to wait, and I'm going to wait, and I'm going to see if you give me 55. Do I get 55 and a half? How many points can I get? And I do lean towards the under. I'm a contrarian better by nature. But 54 and a half, 54 feels like the number, so it's kind of a very slight margin of a half a point I'll be betting, so that's kind of scary. But I do think there's a good shot this game goes under. Matt Peralt in from Vegas tonight, props.com, talking Chiefs, Bengals. Let's go to the NFC. So here's my my bet of the weekend. Um, I'm with you on Bengals. I, I went Bengals with the points, okay? So um, my bet of the weekend is Rams money line. I'm seeing the number at three and a half. I don't love it. I think it's a really tight game. People are telling me the 49ers are going to win outright tonight. I had an earlier guest on. So I go Rams money line um, wimping out on that. How do you see it? I don't think it's wimping out at all. I think it's a smart bet because this game is a three-point margin one way or the other. I'm taking three and a half. I'm, you might say I'm taking you are. because you're wow. Because you're, you're sticking your neck out a little farther than I am because I have – I can have the Rams win the game and still cover. You can't have the Niners win the game. <laughs> so, so I get a little more reprieve by taking three and a half on this. But these are two teams that know each other really well. They're divisional rivals. And here's the thing. like uh, somebody, I saw this on Twitter the other day that teams that have gone up against an opponent in the postseason that they beat two times in the regular season are 14 and eight straight up in the third game. So teams do beat a team three times in one season more often than we really want to consider. And and, and we say, Oh, it's hard to beat a team three times. Well, the numbers would say otherwise. So it is, it's not easy to do it, but you can do it. And it happens more often than not where a team that's won the first two meetings will win the third meeting. I'm very curious about the Niner nation showing up. And if they're going to hashtag red out this game, like they did in week 18, what does that building feel like? How much juice do the Niners get when a lot of their fans are there? And I mean, post game, the Rams talked about it. They weren't ready for the silent count. They had to use a silent count at home and they didn't practice it. So you wonder how they're going to handle if they have to do that again in a playoff game. What does that do psychologically to them that they're supposed to be playing in front of their home crowd and yet the rival fans are really going to be loud? So I think it's a three point game one way or the other. I'll take the three and a half. Okay. Um, it feels like the Rams are better. I just can't get over that, Matt. It just feels like they're better at a lot of spots. Okay, so they've got two safeties that are down. They have Eric Weddle, who is off the street, essentially, coming in and playing. And you've got Debo Samuel, and, you, and you've got George Kittle, who are both capable of going over the middle and creating really big problems. And frankly, the pressure on Matthew Stafford, when you, like any quarterback, you pressure him, you make him make mistakes. So the secondary for the Niners is a little bit suspect, but if that, that front seven is in his grill the entire game, 
Yeah. I'm sorry, Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo makes mistakes. I understand that, but Jimmy is nine and two as a starter when he does not throw a touchdown pass. Like that is unbelievable that a quarterback could have that type of record without having to throw a touchdown. So they run the ball, they play defense, and frankly, if they can run the ball, which I'm not positive that they can do, but if they can run the ball with Debo Samuel and company. It could be a really tough game here for the Rams because they have got to be able to control both sides of the line of scrimmage. If they can't, I think they lose the game. Last one, Matt Peralt, props.com. Find him there. The number, 45.5, the total. What do you say? I lean under on this because I like the Niners. So I don't think the Niners want to get into a shootout, although they did score a touchdown with 48 seconds left to put the game into overtime in Week 18. Look, I, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have a better game than people think. I like over on his passing prop. It's 225 right now for yardage. Most places I'm seeing are projecting anywhere from 260 to 280 for Garoppolo throwing the football. He threw for 326 in the Week 18 matchup. If Garoppolo is throwing the football like that, then maybe the over could potentially be in play. But I lean under, but I won't be betting the side because I can easily see this game going over, even though I do lean under. He's been on it all week, the Bostonian versus the book. We'll see how he does. Uh, Matt Peralt, live from VegasProps.com and Sports Talk Matt on Twitter. Man, thanks for the time. I appreciate it. No worries, guys. Best of luck. All right. Appreciate it. Matt Peralt in from Vegas tonight. Props.com, one of their top handicappers, Bostonian versus the book, his new podcast at props.com. So uh, so we're clear. Final final deal. Bengals plus seven. That's what I hit him at early. Okay. I go Bengals plus seven. I don't think they win, but I think it's close. This isn't a Chiefs runaway. Listener text coming in on the Chiefs. We have an update. Listener text, 720-1067. I'm so tired of hearing two words, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> well, imagine what I am. If, if you're tired of it, <laughs> as a Broncos fan and a Josh Allen fan on top of it, imagine what I am. I'm with you. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Okay. Uh, so I go Bengals plus seven, and I do take the Rams just to win. Okay? That's a, that's the money line, just to win. you got to lay down a little more money to win that value. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites. I don't love that. Rams win it just barely. What does Kevin Figures say? He's in L.A. They cover the Rams. Kevin Figures from AM570, Los Angeles. Maybe he'll pump me up on the Rams next. This is the Nate Brown Show. 454 Downtown Rapid City is my new place to hang out. Whether it's happy hour after work, date night with your wife, or meeting up with some buddies and watching the game, 454 has it all. 54 taps with great beer from local and regional breweries, wine and hard seltzer, plus some awesome food. 454 is the place. Watch the game in the sports area upstairs, or drop by Wednesday nights for live music and wind down Wednesday. You gotta hit it. 454 Downtown Rapid City. And the home team will take a timeout. Speaking of the home team, get to know our Highmark home team. They have a special offer for you if you're considering refinancing your mortgage or getting a new one before January 31st. A $500 gift card for you at closing. That's $500. And our rates are bound to save you money. Go to HighmarkFCU.com to learn more. 
Highmark Mortgage Team will make it happen. With so many ways to win, it's easy to see why players choose First Gold Gaming Resort. Every Friday through Sunday, First Gold gives away $8,600 in promo play. Every Saturday night, you can win $1,000 cash on the hour every hour from 6 p.m. till midnight. Join us for First Gold's $2,000 slot tournaments on Friday and Sunday. Plus Deadwood's biggest $12,000 Golden Cash Blast. Saturday, January 29th, First Gold Gaming Resort. We're your first stop on Main Street as you're coming into Deadwood. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. South Dakota Sports Talk Show packed today. It's been fun. It's been fun. Bill Moss joined us. Former Kansas City Chiefs nose tackle pro bowler back in the 80s. He was the rookie of the year for the Chiefs. Now he's a Kansas City Chiefs ambassador. Oh, he was pumping up the Chiefs, man. He, he sounded like, he's like, yeah, it should be pretty easy Sunday. So he felt confident. He said that Bills game was something else. That was, that was something else, and it was. I don't think it's an easy walkthrough for the Chiefs. Bill Moss said it was. Catch the podcast tonight. Been a good preview of Championship Sunday and more. The Nate Brown Show podcast will be up tonight. We'll get to that. We're live now with Kevin Figures. Let's go to the Rams. We haven't talked to anybody about the Rams. I've picked them to make the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season. I picked the uh, Rams Chiefs before the season even started. I might look smart. We'll see what happens. Kevin Figures is on AM570 Los Angeles. He's on Twitter at KFig1. Kevin, thanks for coming on. How are are you? Anytime, Nate. I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me back on the show. Okay, let me ask you. I picked the Rams at the beginning of the year. There were some pretty good odds there, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to take a flyer on a futures. And um, I said, it might be risky. And then I was worried here midway through the year. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I don't think so. How good can the Rams be um, right now? I mean, they can be the best team in the league. You look at all the stars that they have in their lineup. They go out and get Matthew Stafford. They have one of the best players in the NFL at any position, Aaron Donald. They get an injury to Robert Woods, and they were blessed to be able to pick up uh, Odell Beckham Jr. That's been a godsend. And, by the way, they have a receiver who has you know, set the triple crown this year in uh, Cooper Cup, and it could be a legit MVP candidate, although he's not going to win it. So they have all the star power. They have all the impact on offense and defense. When they choose to run the ball, when they choose to be disciplined, and Sean McVay doesn't get caught up in his ego and doesn't want to throw the ball all over the field, you see what this offense is capable of doing. And defensively, they were number one in the league last year, took a a little bit of a step back this season, but still can put on dominant performances. So this absolutely can be one of the best teams in the NFL, uh, and I think you you kind of saw that last week. The meltdown, the near meltdown, notwithstanding. Oh, I'm telling you, Kevin, I was like, I took the Rams last week. I'm like, I'm in good shape. They they were uh, the underdogs. I took a money line. I'm like, I'm in good shape. And then it almost went south quickly. They hang on. And I feel like that's part of it. Hey, we hang on. We survive on the road. Now we get to come back home. This feels like the win for Sean McVay. Why, how is he 0-6 against Shanahan? Is that a trend or is that just uh, what has happened? Well, it's a trend so far, and the issue is the margin of victory in these six games, I think, has been about eight and a half points. So it's been pretty convincing, these victories this year. I know it came to overtime the last game of the regular season this year. The Rams got 
out to a 17 nothing lead. But if you rewind the clock back to earlier this season in Santa Clara, uh, the 49ers ran up and down the field on the Rams. It wasn't even close. And we've seen the Rams at times this season get out physical up front. It, it happened against Tennessee. It, of course, happened twice already against San Francisco. So I can certainly understand people's concerns if you're in the Rams' corner like you are, Nate, uh, going into this game. But we know what this team is capable of. We mentioned all the talent that they have. You know, Sean McVay was asked earlier this week if Kyle Shanahan is actually in his head. Uh, even if he is, I'm sure Sean McVay, he would never say it publicly. Right, right. And, but, and Kyle Shanahan was asked the same question. He said, I think coaches get a little bit too much credit and a little bit too much blame in situations like this. Sean McVay is a great coach. We know that. The turnaround he's had with this Rams uh, team is remarkable since day one when he walked in the door. And Shanahan is a great coach. I just think it's been uh, just a, a series of unfortunate circumstances for the Rams. And maybe it is a bit of a bad matchup. But from a talent standpoint, you can't tell me that the 49ers are more on the team than the Rams. And that's why the Rams have, obviously, hosting the NFC Championship game, a legitimate shot to win on Sunday. Kevin Figures, AM570, Los Angeles here, talking Rams on the Nate Brown Show. So, the the deal is this. All the 49ers fans are trying to buy up tickets. And I know the Rams fans are going to be there, but there's going to be a big bunch of 49ers fans. There was last time. How much does that impact it? Uh, the L.A. market not selling out that stadium with Rams fans? Uh, it's a little surprising to some people who have not lived in this market for a long period of time. And this sort of dates back to when the Rams were here initially. Uh, Nate, you know, there was a lot of San Francisco 49er fans, people who have either relocated from the Bay Area or just lived in Los Angeles in general. When the Rams were playing, uh, you know, in Anaheim years ago before they ended up leaving for St. Louis, this would happen routinely where the Rams would have a home game, whether the Rams are good or bad. Routinely, 49er fans would come down, and I don't know if I'd say they would outnumber the Rams, but they would certainly show themselves out. Now, you fast forward 20-plus years, the Rams have been gone, and more and more fans have come up in this market growing up not having a, a, a team to, to latch themselves onto, and it lends itself to having more 49er fans who are actually living in Los Angeles and less about fans who are traveling down from the Bay Area. I know there's going to be some, but this is just it's something that the Charger fans in Los Angeles have had to deal with these first couple of years that they have moved here, knowing that they've been outnumbered at SoFi Stadium or at the previous location at Carson that they were playing in. It was just going to be a slow build to a fan base. The Rams do have a legitimate fan base. I don't believe the reports that there's going to be 65% 49er fans on Sunday. Okay. They're going to show themselves well, but it's, I highly doubt it's going to be that many. I don't even know how you realistically quantify that as a secondary ticket broker. I mean, are you talking to all the tic- other ticket brokers? Like, how does that how does that work? So, yes, Nate, the, the 49er fans are going to show themselves well. It might look and sound. You know, pretty bad from an optics standpoint, but I can always guarantee you there would not be more 49er fans than Rams fans here. If the Rams win it, Kevin, Super Bowl hosting, hosting at the stadium, hosting in the in the home city, how big that is that week going to be? Oh, it's, it's humongous, and for the NFL in general, two years in a row, you would have the host city yeah. uh, with its uh, with its home team playing. I mean, not having to travel. You know, being able to sleep in your own bed to a certain degree. I mean, usually, you know, these teams are, they, they still like to stay in hotels when they're at home to kind of have that, that communal atmosphere. But it, it makes all the difference in the world to be in a familiar environment and not have to travel on the road. You're still going to have to deal with all the media hoopla and, and all that comes with it. But certainly being able to play in a familiar stadium, practicing your own practice facility, I believe that is the case. I'm not 100% sure about that because I'm not sure who the home team is, whether it's the AFC team or the NFC team this year. Uh, but there's definitely a level of comfort that comes with being able to play at home and not having to travel again. 
Kevin Figures, AM570, Los Angeles. What have people been saying on your radio station, Kevin, this week about the matchup of the 49ers? Are, are Rams fans worried about this matchup? They're not, honestly, Nate. The, the, the Rams fans that we've spoken to are actually fairly confident. Many of them, without even a shred of evidence or X's and O's, they just simply fall back on the notion of it is very difficult to beat a team three times in one season, which I will say is true. But I also like to submit, submit myself to the notion of sometimes there's just really bad matchups. Now, I don't believe that this is the worst matchup, but the Rams, like we mentioned, showed themselves well the first half uh, in uh, the final game of the regular season against San Francisco before things just kind of fell apart on them. But it's not like, at least I don't believe the 49ers are this team that is worlds better than the Rams, whether it's talent-wise, which I don't think is the case, or whether it's just execution-wise or coaching-wise either. John McVay is a good coach. Uh, for whatever reason, uh, like I said, the Rams have not shown themselves well against the 49ers in the past. But I do believe, you know, and that was a, a big win last week. You know, I, we talked about the fact that they almost broke down against Tampa Bay. But to go on the road, play that well for the majority of the game, Cam makers, you feel terrible for the kid who fumbled the ball. But he's certainly a difference maker. And he's a difference maker that was not in the lineup the first game against San Francisco or the second game. So he, all it takes is one play. You know this, Nate, and covering this week and watching this for as long as you, as long as you have. Having an explosive player added to your lineup can make a world of difference. Odell Beckham Jr. did that the second half of the season for them. Cam Akers has done that for the Rams down the stretch uh, in, uh, to start the playoffs as well. So I think he's someone to keep a, a heavy eye on as being a difference maker as to why the Rams can win this game on Sunday. My last one, even if he doesn't get it done, how do we grade the Matthew Stafford trade? What grade? If he doesn't get it done, let's say they – I'll put it this way. I'll give you a scenario. Let's say Matthew Stafford plays as well as you can expect him to. Maybe he doesn't turn the ball over, but for whatever reason, the Rams still find a way to lose to San Francisco. I'll give it a B because there's always going to be the argument that he didn't do something that Jared Goff did. You know, we can talk about the controversy with the Saints and whether the Rams should or should not have won that NFC championship game. The fact of the matter is Jared Goff got them to a Super Bowl. He didn't win. He didn't play well in it, but he got them there. Matthew Stafford, however long his tenure is here in Los Angeles, he has to, at the very least, get to a Super Bowl. And ultimately, he was brought here to win a Super Bowl because if he doesn't, what would he have accomplished that Jared Goff did not? Mm. Might not seem fair, but, but unfortunately, that's, that's the standard. Yeah, I got you on that. I mean, yeah, it was Goff getting to the Super Bowl, and that wasn't uh, um, anything to sneeze at. And Matthew Stafford, they trade him for him. Now he's got to do the same thing and more, win one. Now they get the 49ers. Kevin Figures on it, uh, talking Rams, AM 570 in L.A. and on Fox Sports Radio. Kevin, always great. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Nate. Appreciate it. Appreciate your time. Kevin Figures from L.A., talking Rams, giving us uh, perspective. KFig1 on Twitter, AM 570 Los Angeles, uh, covering the Rams. All right, here we go. It's Friday leading into the weekend. I'm, I'm excited about it. Let's get ready to rock and roll. Then we got Super Bowl matchup. What will it be? The audience selects Chiefs-Rams as the best matchup today in the Nate Brown Show question of the day. Final uh, results, eh, it's still going, but you pull that thing up here. Um, 51% say Chiefs-Rams would be the best Super Bowl matchup. 27% say Rams-Bengals. 19% 49ers-Bengals. So a lot of folks want to see Rams Chiefs. Good luck to your team if you're in this thing. We've heard some 49ers fans. I always hear from Chiefs fans. 
I know one Rams fan that's very, very jacked for this. Very jacked. Let's get to it. Who's hot and who's not? Leaving you on a Friday, getting you set for the Rapid City rivalry tonight. We have basketball, girls hoops, a matchup of two top five teams. Stevens is at Central tonight, 7 o'clock tip-off. Dean Gerdrome Wickersham with the live play-by-play coming up. But first, who's hot and who's not brought to you by the Pizza Ranch. That's the place to order up for this weekend. You want good game food? Check it out. Chicken, pizza, they've, they've got you covered. Here's what you do. PizzaRanch.com, and you've got the specials right there. You order it. You can have it delivered, carry out. Two locations in Rapid City. PizzaRanch.com for the weekend. Who's hot category going to go to the Denver Broncos? This is just being analyzed now. So NFL franchises have appreciated in value 600% in the last 20 years. Do you know what the Broncos are valued at? $3.8 billion. The eventual sale of the Denver Broncos, which they're going to start the process, it sounds like, this next week. They're going to start. They've hired a firm. They're going to start the process, putting the Broncos up for sale, and they think it's it's it may not hit the $3.8 billion, but they believe it will exceed $3 billion. That would be the biggest, most expensive sale of a pro sports franchise in history, the largest one just came in the NFL, the Carolina Panthers, at $2.3 billion. They expect the Broncos in the sale process, maybe starting next week, it's going to be over $3 billion. They're valued right now at $3.8 billion. Broncos going for sale. Keep an eye on it. Um, somebody said you might have to have $2 billion in cash on that deal. $2 billion in assets on in cash on that deal. And then, uh, yeah, loan the rest out. Uh, in our Pizza Ranch Who's Not category, I don't know if uh, Husker fans and Big Ten fans are liking to hear this. A report out, Caleb Williams, the top transfer left in the transfer portal. He was the quarterback from Oklahoma. Caleb Williams said, I'm going to transfer, right? Many people expected he'd go to USC with his coach, Lincoln Riley. He's going to go to USC. Reports out indicating the top transfer quarterback left, Caleb Williams, trending towards Wisconsin. Wisconsin. The Badgers? Getting the top quarterback? All right. Basketball tonight. Steven Central Girls, 7 o'clock. The Nate Brown Show podcast will be up soon. Thanks for listening to the Yacht Couple right now.